Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good afternoon and welcome everybody. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV on a Live Nations Friday Lucy Goosey edition of the program. Lucy Goosey. I'm Jeff, that's Tom. There's Director Matthew. We're in a great mood. Hope you are too. Appreciate you joining us. Nearly football time, kiddos. Nearly football time. Tomorrow morning. You're going to want to wake up, hop in the car, drive over to Hotel Indigo, get after it, have some fun, get you a mimosa to start your day. They're delicious. They are. They're really delicious. They're problematic for me because champagne makes me fall asleep. Champagne makes me, I love it. It's effervescent. You take that sip, you go, ooh. But the next thing you know, like, I kind of want to take a nap. Kind of want to take a nap. You just got to drink more of it. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah. If you're working. But, I, but, you know, for the people I'm telling to go, they're not working. They can have another mimosa. You and I, we can't. Got to keep it together. Yeah, but at ele- work to do. 11 o'clock, you can have a mimosa. Or, I or sure four. certainly can have a mimosa, yeah. yeah. Make my way over to the uh, stadium and get ready. Uh, and I'm excited. I'm excited that uh, basically it's an opportunity, as we've said all week long, really two weeks, been waiting on this for a long time, for uh, Florida State to uh, get in there and, and hammer Georgia Tech and get us feeling good about ourselves again and have this be the launching point for a real nice run, an important run. had a great conversation with an old Seminole friend of mine. Uh, you, you know, Larry was in here the other day, and we were talking about this regime, talking about the importance of these games, talking about the, the various outlook that the fan base has. And it's, it's funny how all of us seem to recognize the same thing. The detractors and those that are enthusiasts, we're all like, mm-hmm. Here we go. Let's find out who's right. And what is the percentage chance in your mind of a slow start tomorrow? Oh, I don't know, man. I, you know, football's a weird game, so it is awfully difficult to uh, predict uh, these. Sorry these, for the these, wet blanket question. And, uh, just it's a sleepy nooner. You know, a lot of times that is something where the team has to provide their own energy. But this would be a game where I would think that, yeah, they can. I know it's noon. I know it's Georgia Tech. It's not a ranked team. It's not prime time. It's not the nation watching like the last few games they've played. But it is it is a chance to get back to you know winning football games. And I would think getting healthier, knowing that you know what's at stake here, 
and understanding the opportunity would see them really locked in. So I don't think they'll get off to a slow start, but, you know, it, it, it takes, what, a, a bad drive or two, and the next thing you know, that's the definition of a slow start. So I'm not worried about how the game's going to go. I'm not worried about a score. I don't think there's a magic number they need to reach. I'm more interested in how they execute and how focused they are. Uh, things can happen in a football game, tip passes, weird things, you know, that kind of take you off. Uh, the the beam, if you will, but I still think they're going to be in a good place and uh, and play well. And I'm really interested to see what the uh, focal point is uh, for Mike Norvell and this staff uh, in in the way of play calling. Uh, I'm curious to see what they try to do in terms of dictating terms. Look at you, look at you, Jeffrey Johnson. Woo! Sweet Jesus on a libation Friday. Jesus. We're off to a good start. Uh, for those listening on radio, Jeffrey Johnson just. Jumped in here to the uh, chat on War Chant TV and said, "Here's a hundred bones. Here's a hundred bones." I say, "Go Knowles. We will go five and zero. Score will be FSU forty-eight, Georgia Tech three. Jeffrey, are you drinking? Are you drinking early on Friday? It's five o'clock somewhere. Do you think we'll see a zero on the field? Yeah, I do. I I, I think Fabian's going to play, but it doesn't really matter what I think. Um, I do. I think he's probably moving in that direction. I don't know how much he's going to play. Is the better question. I think he's capable of playing. It's a question of, of whether or not they want to do it. Yeah. They, I think you've got to. This is the same conversation we had earlier in the week about Jared Verse. And yeah, how much you know, do they want to? How play much him? do you want to play him? Yeah, Fabian's got to be ready for the two game stretch of Miami and Syracuse. I don't think I want him to be cold for the Miami game because it'll be his first action on the field since LSU. Nah, man. No, if you can go tomorrow, yeah, get you out go there and play. play. Go yeah, out there yeah. and play. Hey, listen, this is one of those things that we do as fans. I addressed this earlier in the week, and the bottom line is this. If a player has been cleared medically by a doctor to play football and there is no chance that they could further aggravate the injury and they're back at something pretty close to full strength uh, and they're able to practice during the week, they go play. They go play. So – there's, it's, it's not a case of whether or not they want to – like, if he can play and he has practiced, the scenario I gave about a coach deciding, well, I don't know whether I should play him here or save the bullets for the other four games that are going to be more difficult – no, man, he's playing. If he can play, he's going to play. Yeah, and that would be the thing is, like, if he practiced. Yes, we know that, you know, he was a participant. Right, 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 right. this yeah. week. Did anything arise – after full contact for the first time in a while, did anything mm-hmm. arise where they say, let's back off? If that's the case, then sure, don't play him. But if he feels good, the doctors are okay with it, yeah. and he came out of, it's almost like hardening the body again, right? They talk about mm-hmm. that in camp. Mm-hmm. If he came out okay from all that stuff, then that's the whole thing, right? Let's get, you, let's get you some work in there because it is funny how that works, man. It's uh, We use the analogy with boxing all the time. It's funny how, like, you know, human beings out on the street, you let a guy punch somebody in the face, they're going down. Guy that's been training to fight, for weeks on end, can get punched in the face, and it's just a means to an end. He's walking in, <laughs> you know. So you got to harden the body. You do. You got to get it used to it, and it's tough in the trenches. So let him get beat up a little bit at practice this week, and if he if he withstood that well, there are no real lingering issues, and then, then he's going to play. And I'm I'm excited about. It. I went to the exhibition game last night. We got plenty of time to talk FSU football, and we will today. Uh, what a what a horrific outing uh, for the basketball team in the uh, in the. Exhibition game. Doesn't mean to portends of anything bad or good for that matter. I think there's some observations that I can make here, and some of them are very good in the wake of an ugly game. They didn't play everybody. They didn't have all their guys, so there's that. Uh, They're slow. 
uh, in the backcourt. That that they're slow. That's going to have to be better. But Worley didn't play, so I don't know. You know, there's there's a lot that we still have to wait to see. First, the uh, I would tell you first the the good, which to me is Baba. I mean, you're going to love watching that. You are going to love watching that kid play. He's more athletic than I would have guessed. A lot of times I'm guilty when you tell me somebody's 6'10", 6'11", nearly 7 feet tall, of assuming a level of clunkiness because human beings don't usually move uh, rather smoothly if they're huge. You know, if they're if they're they're giant individuals, it's hard for guys to kind of come in. So rare are the shacks of the world that look comfortable in a body that big. So I immediately typically think, oh, well, we'll see. What what is he? Oh no no, he's more athletic. Uh, they had him guarding at times up there. You know, Florida State loves to switch on everybody. He stayed in front of guards without a problem, even created issues. I was surprised by that. So you have some potential hope that we can switch one through five with I, this year's roster? I do. Uh, well, at least certainly with him. Um, against that squad or against actual well, real? Quickness. No, no. I, All right. He's no, he's a player. He can shoot it better than I thought he would. Uh, you know, his stroke from three was surprisingly nice. Uh, and then – he is long, and he is active. He cares. He really cares on the defensive end, which is something you always look for with newcomers. So I loved him. I loved his game last night. Look, they're going to play better teams, but he he's he's going to be a key piece. Well, look at it this way. So, uh, you know, we were so sad when uh, What's-His-Face declared um, and decided to leave. Yeah, John Butler. He, Butler, yeah. And, and, and you know what a shooter I thought he was going to be in time. That stroke was so pretty. I thought, okay, well, you lose him. He was a project. It was going to take a little while, but he was going to get somewhere. Well, this guy's already there. He's faster along those lines. He's a he's an improvement. We're better there. Uh, and he's a different type of player, too. He can bang with you, too, unlike uh, – That's important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that, that was nice. The green kid that came over from uh, UCF, uh, Darren Green, Jr., uh, good, silky shooter, can really shoot it. Hit his first two threes, those first two baskets of the game, just poof, poof, no problem. Uh, it looks effortless from him. The bad, holy moly, Matthew Cleveland. Terrible. I, I He looked like he had regressed by – he didn't look – he was a shell of himself. Now – I don't know if he's getting through something because I don't think he played in the exhibition games in, in against the Canadian teams. In fact, I'm pretty sure he did not. So if there's a lingering thing with the foot or something, I, I don't know. I'm guessing here, but there was no explosiveness whatsoever. So first of all, we heard that he spent the entire offseason shooting, right, because he couldn't shoot last year. He did everything else well. He was athletic and explosive, but he couldn't shoot. Couldn't shoot a lick, right? So I was told all offseason he was in the gym, which is good. He's a tireless worker, shooting, shooting, shooting. He was 0 for 9. 0 for 9. <laughs> Maybe pressing, perhaps, after he missed the first three or four, he starts pressing a little bit. But if you're pressing in an exhibition game, that's a bit disconcerting. But more important than that, after he missed four or five shots in a row, he decided to do what I would tell a player to do who missed their first five shots from the field. Go to the basket. Get to the rim. Let's see the ball go through the hoop. Get fouled. Get to the free throw line. Something. You know, let's go. Couldn't blow past anybody on Newberry. I don't know, man. Maybe it's fine. 
it was disconcerting. He'll be fine. Okay. That tells I, me that there's a lingering issue. You don't go from being able to drive the basketball on Power 5 ACC opponents to not being able to do it against Newberry without something, an outside force. I think he's going to be fine, too. I'm just telling you, last night, thank goodness it was an exhibition game. He was terrible. Awful. I mean, every time he had the ball, I was like, ooh, get rid of it. I didn't need to say that. I didn't want to say that. I shouldn't say that. But Cloud's still not as fluid at center as I'd like him to be in traffic. He is still 7-4. He does block a lot of shots. He will still dunk. Let's see if he progresses as the year goes along. I was hoping so because remember when he got hurt last year, he was really coming on. A lot of time. They're still, I mean, we'll see what happens. Uh, I like him. I like his presence. He's uh, We're long. We're very long again. We always are. Uh, we're going to cause people problems in the paint. Uh so, to me, I mean, I really, really love Darren Green Jr. I really, really love Baba Miller. Uh, Mills was okay. He was fine. Uh, the numbers look better than the game yesterday for him. Uh, but Florida State could never really put that team away despite having a massive advantage on the boards, and they didn't really win on the boards. It was really quite weird. Uh, and they lacked some quickness in the backcourt. They didn't have all their guys. We'll see. We'll see. I, I think the team, some of the newcomers are good. You know, they're going to be all right there. The house kid hit a couple of threes, and he looked fluid doing it. Um, he's going to have to get – again, they, they they lack, for now, explosiveness. They're slow. I'm just worried about the glass. That's my number one concern is how many second-chance opportunities are you going to give to opponents in the half court in conference play or when you play better teams? And how much was that impacted by losing a key piece to this whole puzzle that you get a guy who's a grown man from the Ivy League – who can go get the ball? You know that's that's the issue that I have. And and is it going to be McLeod that helps with that? Is it some of the guards? Do we have a Derwin Kitchen type guard who right. can go? I mean, right. Force was that way too. We'll see. That's going to take some time to sort all that. The Corin kid is good. I didn't expect anything out of him, and he played well in this game. So I've got hope for him too. I did not even really have an expectation for him. I think you'll like him too. He's big, thick, strong kid, and he's fluid. He's he's a nice player. I. This is going to be a weird thing. I will just say this. I think Ira wrote this in his observations. I saw Ira last night. We were both there. I um, I think they're going to start pretty slow. I think they're kind of a work in progress. My hope is because they're skilled, and they are, I think that if we get to about the midway point and start to see them kind of gelling, coming together, coalescing, then I think they're going to be an interesting team in the second half of the season that people aren't going to want to play. I think they could be trending – when they need to be in the right direction in the second half of the season. But I do think early on we're going to see some moments where we're like, ooh, I don't know. Ham is really infinitely patient. He always has been. You know, when you watch, like, we are not nearly as patient as fans. And when you lose games, let's say, that you're favored to win or you lose games to teams that ought not beat you, it's hard to remain patient. One of the great attributes, I think, of Leonard Hamilton and that staff is they don't panic. They tend to be exceptionally patient in game and game to game. You and I have had this conversation for years. In order to teach a lesson, he'll leave guys out there in the moment that you're like, uh, I, I, I wouldn't have him on the floor right now. Or you could be up 18 to 2 and he's going to go full sale line change. Yeah. You go, my man, yeah, you right. don't have to. Right. You and I disagree with some of the tactics. We cannot argue with the successes. So, what I would again say oh, is. Oh, yeah. And I, some of the tactics, not all the tactics, oh, not no. most of the tactics. Right. I agree with most of the tactics. I do too. But occasionally you're like, hmm, 
hmm, I don't know here. I think we're going to have some of those, hmm, hmm, I don't know here moments in that first half of the season where we're like, ooh. Because they, they really they didn't move the ball very well last night. He said as much. But, all right, just, just some observations there. I, I They intrigue me. I don't know. I'm not putting a stamp yet. I'm not telling you that they can't do well or that they can do well. I don't know just yet. I need to digest more of what I'm seeing from this group. There's things I, I really like Baba a lot. Thank goodness they got that kid. I mean, he, he you're going to like him. You're going to like him. One of the reasons you're going to like him, remember how last year we talked about we didn't have enough dudes? Dudes with that what for? Oh, he's got a lot of what for. He cares. Good. Yep. They could use that by the truckload. Yeah. So you'll, you'll, you'll be happy about it. All right. Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports is here today. My mother will be here. Do you know? So I called mom last week because we didn't have a Friday show. We took the day off. It was a bye week, and we wanted to kind of recuperate midseason here for the home stretch you and i went golf and you played exceptionally well we had a great time um don't be pissy didn't you shoot a 78 that no, day? no i'm not being pissy i'm just saying you know we, we don't have to put a journal out there of every time i, I play well you just you played really well that yeah. day you've played really well lately you're on a roll right now go with it embrace it accept that you're just playing great golf right now tom it's just one shot at a time <laughs> you put yourself in the best position to be successful one <laughs> shot at a time that's it <laughs> Be where your feet are. Uh, I, I love the uh, approach to life as well as golf there, Tom, but I'm just telling you, from your playing partner, you're playing really well. It's enjoyable to watch you play great golf right now, Tom. Uh, I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm only as good as my next tee shot, so we'll, we'll hang in there. Uh, yeah, we'll play the next one and then the next one. We'll see where it goes from here. Sure. Anyhow, we took the day off. So I called my mother last week and said, hey, here are my picks. Well, I actually texted her. Here are my picks. And she texted me back, and we had the exact same games. So we saved ourselves a boring segment. Oh, okay. We had the exact same game. There is a vacuum effect when you get through about the 10th game, You're and it's like, all really? the same. You're like, all oh, the boy. same. Here we oh, go. Man. Yeah, no, the air sucked out of the room. We had the exact same wins and losses last week. And last night I had the Ravens, and so did she. Okay. That was she, per- she picked the Ravens. She did. She all did. right. She does what she's watching. Mm-hmm. Come on. This is an unmitigated disaster down there in Tampa right now. And I, you know, I get that all of the other shows, all radio shows, TV shows, centered around NFL coverage. They got to have something that expands beyond one segment of stating the very obvious problem. They got to turn it into a million other things. And you saw today, the news came down that the uh, rumored problems behind the scenes became official. Brady and his wife Giselle have filed for divorce, and that is now public. That is no longer speculation. It is happening. That is it. That's the end of their marriage. They're getting a divorce, which may be helpful to Tom at this point. I don't know. Now that it's out there, you know, there's nothing to save. It's over. We'll see. But at the end of the day, when I continue to watch this team, it would be a very short segment if we were doing Wake Up or Good Morning Football or any other segment. They can't block. That, that, that offensive line is horrible. They're last in the league in rushing. They didn't get any better last night. They ran for 40-whatever yards in the game. Brady's not playing well, but we would be fine if there was any balance at all. There is zero. They can't block. When you continue to be last in the league in rushing and all those other metrics in the rushing game, then everybody knows you have to throw, and they can't protect him when he has to throw 40 or 50 times. He's not as accurate as he's typically been. 
they, but I, the offensive line, when you lose a Pro Bowl center and a Pro Bowl right guard, and then you bring in a guy and he gets injured the first week of, you know, preseason, you're, you, when you're down four of your starting five offensive linemen, you're not going to win games, and they can't overcome it. They can't overcome it. They look dreadful, and that's not going to get any better. It has turned into a nightmare. Now, they're lucky, the Bucks are, that they're in the worst division in football. Yeah, it's the race to eight. I mean, really, you can have a sub-500 record and maybe win the division. Mm-hmm. So if you get some guys back, if Jensen comes back, which the rumors are that he will, so you get a Pro Bowl center yeah, back. Yeah, you improve at two positions at that oh point. Oh, my God, yeah. immensely. And then maybe you got a fighting shot to win eight games. Well, you get your whole secondary back. You get Akeem Hicks back to play next to Vita. I mm-hmm. mean, yeah, there's there's a path. All of a sudden, there's a path to you being a team with a barely 500 or sub-500 record that maybe is a problem if you have to face them in the playoffs, if they get there. But that's their only path. Because right now, watching them is just, oof. Oh, I did. I did. I watched a half. I'm glad it's Friday and not yesterday. <laughs> it's it's you, fun. You know what, hey, though? you don't have to worry about them this weekend. It's it's all worth it, though. It is. It's all we worth it. We won the Super Bowl, won the Super Bowl. We won the Super Bowl. I don't get mad about it. I tell my fellow Bucks fans that are all up in arms, and I hear all these people prattling on. They're like, oh, this is an embarrassment for Tampa. Oh, an embarrassment two years removed from having won the Super Bowl. Is it really that what embarrassing? An embarrassment. At all dynasties, all dominating teams have their little run, then it goes away. The Rams suck. The Packers suck. We joined them. We won a Super Bowl, so did the Rams. The Packers didn't. Only two in 30 years <laughs> with Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. That's kind of ridiculous. That's also more embarrassing. It's pathetic. Jeff Cameron Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply Libations Friday rolling on. Good to be with you. Appreciate you joining us. Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports here in just a moment. We'll bring him in. Good week for Lee last week on these public free games, 4-1. and one. These aren't always his card. He does these uh, for the show. He has a bigger card than that in games that he's actually playing or not. But uh, nonetheless, it was 4-1 uh, and one a week ago. And I'm very, very curious to hear what he has to say about the situation at uh, Miami given the fact that uh, hmm, soon enough we will be uh, reacquainted with an opportunity to uh, to <laughs> uh, hopefully further expose a defense that's struggling to get stops and an offense that's lacking weapons, that would be a good thing. Uh, that that is, that is the hope. I think, Scott, you asked a question during the break. I'll answer these really quick. Uh, it was something to the effect of, who's my source? Well, it's on the front page of ESPN, SI, CBS. It's, it's official. The divorce has been filed for. I, I wasn't coming in here with a 
hot piece of news wanting to break the divorce. Um, I'm indifferent about that other than, uh, obviously I kind of, as I would for anybody, I suppose, feel bad for, uh, for anybody going through that. So long as they're not an awful person, because especially since they have kids, uh, that's a, that's a, that's a toughie. That's a toughie. Uh, Lee Sterling Paramount Sports is here. Let's talk to him. What's up, Lee? You there, brother? Barely. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening, man? I'm good. I'm actually good. You know, the Canes would have won last week. I would have been like a 10, so I'm about a 9, 9.5. That's not so bad. Speaking of yeah. which, um, I am curious. That's your first game out the box. Uh, now, they, they can't lose to Virginia. I mean, Virginia is as bad a football team as I've seen this year. Miami will win this game, right? I'm betting the Canes. So, do you think that Virginia's worse than Virginia Tech? I think they both suck to high heaven. <laughs> yeah, they're bad. They're both They're really both bad. horrible. Okay, so here's the thing where I think they might have some problems. Brandon Armstrong has been far worse this year. Yes. I, I don't get it. I mean... He's obviously been dinged up, obviously. He can't be that bad from one year to the next. Well, and their offensive line has struggled too, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's part of it. But he's got three he's got three receivers that can make plays. No running game at all. You know what? I think you might see one of Miami's better efforts here. They can't play any worse, but still playing with a backup quarterback here. I think the offensive line is awful. They're just not getting any better. So – I think Virginia's going to pull it out. Not a game I'm personally playing or giving my clients, but uh, I like Virginia here, 28-24. Man, it's a sad day. It's a sad day, Lee, where I'm over here telling you I'm taking the Canes and laying the two and a half this weekend. You could be right. Of the four games, of the five games, it's the least that I I like. But... um, what is the hey, real quickly, real quick? What's the talk down there? I mean, I know it's yeah. hard. I mean, it's, listen, he's got to revamp a culture. He's got to flip yeah. a roster. He's got a lot of stuff to do in yeah. year one. But I know how unreasonable and unrealistic fans are, and they see Mario Cristobal's name, and then he's a cane, and they think, yeah. oh, things are going to be good. That team sucks. They're terrible. I mean, the the thing about it is, I think we've seen so many coaches uh, in the first year do well with. Nothing special rosters. Okay, let's look at Duke last year. Three and nine. They're five and three. Mm-hmm. LSU, six and seven last year. Everyone was like after the first game. I thought LSU looked awful. Mm-hmm. They're six and two. If you watched their game last week. I did. Um, they, would you say they beat 90% of the teams out there where they played last week? Yeah, I, here's the thing, though. I don't think that LSU – first of all, I think they'll lose to Alabama. That'll be a third loss. They have right. two others down the line. They're going to finish with five losses. I, I I don't – this is what happens, Lee. You're right. You're you're addressing the thing that happens with fans. Last year, everybody thought Mel Tucker was a genius. Yeah, well, Michigan State sucks. Right, right. So, right. I mean, it's not fair to do that, you know? Yeah, it can happen. You know, you, you just get on a roll – I mean, obviously, they missed Kenneth Walker the third a lot. Yeah, there's not much talent on that roster. How about TCU? TCU was five and seven last year. Yeah, no, that, he's doing a good job. Same, that's pretty much the same roster. Am I correct? Yeah. I, well, what happens though to me is is you can see guys come into programs and have some success quickly. Other guys struggle, yeah. and it takes a little right. longer. But it doesn't. It's not necessarily something that portends of great success in year three. I agree. So I agree. That's I that. So I'd rather hit rock bottom, and then slowly come back up. I mean, how he got that kid to commit yesterday, I don't think anyone – I saw he was going to commit. I saw, a, like, a notice and then forgot about it, and I get my car to drive home, and I see he committed to Miami. I, I almost hit, like, two parked cars. <laughs> I was shocked. 
The key now will be keeping the commitment. We'll see. No, I know yeah. that, but I'm saying <laughs> it would be their highest commitment since 2009, and they're playing the worst ball. So everyone had him as like 99% for Florida or 100%. Yeah. And maybe a few people thought Alabama. No one thought Miami was even in the running. Well, you stole him from UF, and that's good, right. uh, that's I suppose. Now now what he yeah. needs to do is decommit and go to Cincinnati or something like that. That'd be great. Uh, all right, let's, let's go through yeah. these, buddy. Yeah. Tennessee minus – I think this is a good game. Tennessee minus 12.5 against Kentucky. I like watching Kentucky play football, Lee. Talk to me about this game. This is where Kentucky plays their best ball. Yeah. They can control the clock. Last year they controlled the clock 46 of the 60 minutes in the game. Mm-hmm. So that's – going to be their their mo here and he's got to stay away from turnovers they have 12 lost turnovers this year number 95 in the country but now tennessee's got the target on their back i don't think tennessee's defense is even close to championship level here to the wire tennessee wins 38 35 but kentucky covers it's a great game it's a fun game to watch all right usually this would be a good game to watch it's a robust 22 and a half for georgia to florida is that number too big for a rivalry like this Okay, so what did you make the number? I'll tell you what I made it. I didn't actually make the number, and I typically do. You're right. I sit around and think about these things. I think I would have gone 17 and a half. Okay, I would have gone 16 and a half or 17. Okay, we're close. Same ballpark. Yeah. When you play teams ranked in the top five, you generally have to bet and pay a premium Mm -hmm. for betting on them. And let's look at Anthony Richardson. Hadn't been great. Seven touchdown passes this year. That's it. But even that fact, they scored 29 on Utah. 33 on Tennessee, and 35 on LSU. For Georgia to cover a 22.5-point spread, they probably have to score 45, 50 points. It's tough and not likely. I think that it can happen. They've they got to get two or three turnovers. Stetson Bennett's got to be on fire. He's got to play better, yeah. Fire twice maybe this year. So two out of seven games, you know, that's not likely. The Georgia defense, seven sacks, that's it in seven games here. Georgia, Florida pass defense is pretty good. Eight, six interceptions this year, giving up only eight touchdown passes. I think Georgia wins 35-25, but I think they're going to get Florida's best shot. Florida's lost by 10-5-10 to Kentucky, Tennessee, and LSU and did not play well in any of those three games. I think they come to play. I picked Florida as well. FSU okay. is a huge favorite against a bad Georgia Tech team who's had a problem at quarterback with an injury. Yep. I don't know that I want to give 24. You could shop around, maybe get less on that number. What do you see this game being? So you're hearing that Sims is not going to play, I'm, I'm hinting that Sims not going yeah. to play, yeah. So that's what – I sometimes you can just look at a line. Uh-huh, and I you can say. Line mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, he's not playing. Uh, if he plays, they make the line like 18. Yeah, maybe so, even less, yeah. Yeah, so – uh, they got no pressure last week, Georgia Tech, on Brennan Armstrong. And if they're able to protect the quarterback, Florida State, I think they have a big game here. I like Florida State here, 34-10. Yeah, I picked Florida State to dominate this game as well. All right, so what, what preseason we would have thought would be a great game. Now I'm just mm-hmm. kind of yawning. Buffalo giving 11 to the sorry-ass Packers. So if you grade all the players for Green Bay, from last year to this year, over 80% of their players are grading out worse. And I'm not talking about the injured players. Mm-hmm. This is crazy. Uh, I still think that they're talented. Now, the receiving core is not good. But the key is run the ball on first down, get four, five, six yards. Stay away from second long and third long uh, with Vaughn Miller and Greg Russo. You get in those situations and you're in trouble. 
I, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to play one of his better games here. I think he'll be motivated. I think 11 is too much. Taking the double digits has been the way to go in the NFL this year. Buffalo wins 26-23, but Green Bay covers. Fun game. All right, game of the week, Dallas and Chicago. How can folks get it, Lee? Just call 800-400-9741. We'll give them the game for free. 800-400-9741. And my game of the year goes on Sunday. I'm going to text it to you right now. Yes. So you'll have it. Uh, Feel free to tweet it out. Right now on the year, we've had two big plays, 245-unit plays. You were 2-0 on those. Yep. So I found I feel the right game. I was watching games on Saturday, and I said to friends, I said, if one team wins and one team loses and some things happen, I think it might work as a 40-45-unit play, but even better. There were some things that happened. I think I found the right game. I think I found the right situation, matchup, and line. So... Uh, I'm going to release the game. If you want to get it, uh, just go to ParamountSports.com. I just texted you the game. Nice. way you've got it. Get on it now. I want folks to know my phone's sitting right here. He's not lying. I got the game. I've got the okay, game in my so, hand. And, and, and I'll tweet it I'll out afterwards. Play it now before the line mm-hmm. uh, maybe goes against us. So if you want to get involved, Baker's dozen. 13 games combined Saturday and Sunday. Boom. It's $147, and it will include the NFL game of the year. Uh, also, if you just want Sunday's games, we have not had a losing Sunday. NFL is much tougher to win at. Brutal. We've won all seven Sundays. We've gone five and zero, four and one, three and two every single Sunday. I don't have five games. I've got six games. Get the six pack, including the game of the year. Just ninety seven dollars. Two different options. If you want to play college and pro, or just the NFL, ParamountSports.com dot com or call eight hundred four hundred nine seven four one. Be well, my friend. I'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Take care. Take care. That's Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports. And, uh, you know, by the way, I thought that number, it's, remember a rule we had? I'd have to go back and look at it the next five years. We had a rule where if a team was a double-digit underdog in the NFL, you just took blindly the double-digit underdog. And it removes emotion. Right. There was the one season where New England and Seattle would cover every single time. But other than that, it, it was a pretty good play. Yeah, and I think over time, if you did it over like a seven-year span, you just took a double-digit underdog in the NFL. It's a salary cap league built around 8-8. Eight and eight. You, you, Well, it used to be 8-8, eight and eight, now it's 17 games. But, you know, you, you ought to be able to cover there, and you typically do. It may not be a, a, a robust return in a given year, but yes, I think typically you would. Um, I'm, I'm interested that uh, – well, I'm very interested in the play, so I'll talk to you about that uh, momentarily, and we'll tweet it out before NFL Sunday happens. Chef Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, and War Chant TV. Jeff Cameron Show on Alivations Friday. Hanging out with you guys. All right. It's a good thing. We got some prize picks to do today, Tommy. Yes, we do. I failed to send you the picture of my picks for uh, prize picks this week. But I, I but I'll, when you post yours, I'll tell you mine. Okay. Because I have a pick. I have a pick. I did it just You want to do that now? I mean, we, we have it well, let's, do, let's do it right all now. All right. Let's get this out So there. much wagering. All of the wagers. Well, it's Friday. Damn it! No, I'm. This is good. Yeah, that's not sarcasm. Say, I thought you were being that's legit gusto. Yeah, it's fun. It's 
it's, it's what we do. It's, Look at it's this. All right. You don't have to do it if you don't want to. I folks. laid down a $50 power play. Trying to make some coin this weekend. You are, aren't you? Let's see here. I didn't. I didn't pull up the. Uh, there. There it is. He's got Jordan Travis at over forty and a half rushing yards. I got screwed on this one. I waited too long. It was at thirty and a half earlier in the week. Let that be a lesson to you. If he's got thirty-eight rushing yards, that's on me. That's on me. But the problem with Georgia Tech's defense is they don't like misdirection. They don't handle it very well. They don't pursue it well. And if a quarterback, having watched way too much Georgia Tech defense this week. A quarterback is either a statue or a runner. They don't stop the quarterback run. So here's a chance for Jordan to break away with one big guy to get you on your way to 40 and a half. I don't think they're going to sack Jordan Travis all that much, if at all. So I like the 40 and a half there. And then I'm playing a hunch on A&M and Ole Miss. Ole Miss this season has played hardly anybody. They were in the top 10, and I believe that they were the Mac Browns of the season. I think they were the fraudulent goats. When your season resume has wins over Auburn in close fashion. There are the goats. I love it. I love that happy one. Just kicking out his legs, and that guy is on the wrong end of it. We saw Levis blow it against Ole Miss at Indigo a few three weeks back. Three fumbles inside the 20 in the last three possessions. That was bizarre. They played Troy Central, Arkansas, Georgia Tech, Tulsa, Vandy, Auburn, and then they got housed by LSU. The only team outside of Kentucky that has a pulse. They not they didn't just get housed by LSU. They they got outscored forty two to three after being up seventeen to three. And I don't think the LSU question is settled yet. Everybody's like, oh, see, now they're all better. And I I don't know what is beating Ole Miss. Is it really something of repute? I'm not sure. All I'll say is it's better to do it this way. It's better to admit that Brian Kelly's done a good job of keeping those guys together until they can figure out how to utilize Jaden Daniels' incomplete skill set. So what he's done, oh, yes. he's what he's done is he's getting the most out of a flawed situation at quarterback. He kept the receivers who were all disgruntled after the Florida State game together, kept them from transferring yeah. and getting angry, and now they're performing. They're blocking. They're doing a lot of things they weren't willing to do before. But you're right. That doesn't mean they're good. Right. Yeah, he's doing a good job. They're yeah, 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 they're yeah, above yeah. average, average to above average as as a program. So. That tells me that Ole Miss was woefully overrated, and we're still banking on that. A&M's game plan is going to be to run the ball. A Kane is a really good player. Yeah. And Ole Miss doesn't possess the ball for very much time in general. They're a bottom, I think, 10 in the country in time of possession. So I'm surprised by that for as much as they want to run. Yes. It is kind of odd. I will tell you, Anthony Richardson, over 35 and a half yards rushing against Georgia. I took that, and I took Quinton Johnson. I really love the TCU receiver. He's a great player. Every week he's putting up numbers, over 85 yards. Uh, I married those two. So Anthony Richardson over 35 and a half, and Quinton Johnson over 85 and a half is uh, what I went with there. We'll see. It's fun. It's this is what you do with prize picks, though. You just you kind of take these two things and bring them together. You can do four, five, six things. It's nuts. You can do an NBA pick, couple it with a. NHL pick, NFL pick, and a college pick, or a golf pick. I do the golf each week as well. You like Jordan to go over the passing total. You didn't play it. I didn't play it. You preferred that over the running out of Jordan Travis tomorrow. I did. I, I Well, I feel like we can kind of maybe have our pick here. Um, the so. question is, in the running game, they're pretty quick against the outside zone that they've seen so far. Now, Georgia Tech hasn't played a whole bunch of really good teams either. Um, Ole Miss is one of those groups that just decided to run on 3rd and 6th, 3rd and 7th, 3rd and 8th, and they would succeed, mm-hmm. and they were able to physically dominate. So you could see it with that we could do things that we want traditionally. But if we break out the, the style of running that we had the first four weeks of the year, which is a lot of misdirection, counter, motion, things like that, I think they could be explosive on the ground. 
Georgia Tech hasn't seen a whole ton of good passing offenses, though, this year. I'm so. just so encouraged by the fact that the game plan – think about the audacity that it takes to sit down in that meeting room with your, you know, let's say Alex Atkins and Mike Norvell, and they sit down and say, all right, how do we want to attack Clemson? I say we run it. <laughs> think about the audacity to say – with this average-ass offensive line, we're going to run. And traditionally, it ain't even going to be about Jordan. We're going to run. Sure, we'll utilize him when we can, but we're going to line up and run outside zone. We'll run some counter. We'll, we'll just run. And you really aren't going to stop it. And to be right, I find that shocking. And I give them kudos for that. They've done some things wrong this year. We've picked on those things. They've done some things right this year. I feel like game planning typically has been on point. Where they have failed game planning-wise occasionally is when the execution has been poor. I'm not playing the the game where I just blame players and not coaches. I'll blame coaches when we need to, and they've made mistakes in the red zone especially, and we've talked about that. But I think that most of the time the game plan has been sound. Jordan had some mistakes one of the games where he didn't execute the game plan well and they had open guys that he didn't see or missed completely. And then there have been moments and times where, you know, football's football and things happen, turn somebody loose at the wrong time, whatever. But the play is there. The game plan is, I think, been very sound. I like the way they game plan. Yeah, I tend to agree. I, I just think that now you've got no excuse to fail in certain key situations. If Jordan makes a bad decision inside the 20-yard line in a game uh, that's coming down to the wire – and you say, why would you ever throw it there? To me, now I'm going to start to blame the coaches because they have evidence that in those moments he might not know where to go with the football or where to prioritize to go with the football. The fourth and two against Clemson, yeah, yeah. the throw to Pittman against NC State in the end well, zone. Well, it's a hell of a thing not to be able to trust a guy who's played this much football, though. That would be problematic. It would be, but it's also something that's preventable because you can say, look, man, here it is. Yeah. You go here or you go into the stance or you run. And that doesn't have to be the whole game. It no, just it has be to be game, yeah. timeout, come on over, yeah. let's have a little well, chat. I think he's been burned enough to have learned the lesson. I do agree with you there. I, I think, you know, Ira brought this up when we were debating the, the fourth down play where, he, where he's got Toa Feely in the flats. Instead, he tries to go to Johnny Wilson and make the splash, splash play on fourth and two, and you, you don't need that. You need to move the chains. My argument was that I, you're telling me I can't trust my quarterback to understand what's the more valuable throw here, what's the, what's the more likely decision that you have to make here well, we're trying to move the chains like that has to be he's streaking wide open and i decide to come off my first guy and throw it down the field right that can't be uh eh, both are contested i'll take the more challenging throw down the field into coverage no that's also part of learning though that's the hard part is that as a quarterback you know we've advanced the discussion on jordan travis so rapidly that we forget that there might be moments like this for his development. He hasn't been a throwing quarterback ever in college until the season, and so what comes with that? Moments where you go, what in the F are you doing? Yeah, well. And I think that's what they're going through right now. Unfortunately, it cost us at least one game, but we'll see if it gets better the uh, next five. Yeah, they've had two weeks, so i got to imagine the decisions will be pretty damn good here and the game plan will be sound, and I like Florida State here. You're right, the first real test we'll get probably on the road against Syracuse with these decisions that he's going to have to make in a tough environment. We'll see. I'm uh, Keep your eyes on Syracuse this weekend. I'm, I'm, I'm leaning Notre Dame there. I think it's a good spot for Notre Dame. You had him on your, uh, on your board yeah, yesterday. Yeah, I did. I did. I am leaning in that direction. I just... Uh, 
I think they're going to run the ball against the three-three-five. And Notre Dame does a lot of things poorly, but they do a couple things really well. And those are two things. Uh, their offensive line is one of the top 25 offensive lines in every rushing metric uh, on the board. So any analytics you look at will tell you they're a top 25 offensive line running the football, which is in line with their tradition. Secondly, they're 14th in sack rate, so they rush the passer well. Now, they give up big plays, and they're not consistent, and their success rate crossing the 50 isn't great either. They do a lot of things wrong. That's how you lose at home to Stanford. They're not a great team. But they do a couple things really well that are important to do well on the road. And if you look at their road games, you think about that. Well, so first of all, BYU away from home, uh, you, you get the win against North Carolina at North Carolina, which you would point out, of course, Carolina loses at home, frauds. Um, and then, you know, they, they, they hung in against Ohio State. They lost that game 21-10 to on the road. So they've played pretty well away from that dump of a town. Probably just feel liberated to get out of That's, there. I would so, too. I would so too. There, there it is. You know, uh, they feel a sense of freedom, not having to see the trash all around them and the gloom and the isolation. Being in the middle of nowhere, Indiana, it's tough. It's tough, right? The road just kind of sinks too as, oh, as you get closer. You get down in there. You get into the depths of sadness. Here we go. Let's welcome to depression, everybody. Woo! Also known as South Bend. Z-Chan, you are a hell of a nice guy, and I appreciate you supporting the Jeff Cameron Show and all that we do here at WarChan. He wrote, hold on. Did I just see that Fitz has been rock solid in practice? That's a win. 48-13 Knowles on to Miami. By the way, Z-Chan, Fitz being rock solid in practice does not coincide with your 48-13 to 13 prediction. It doesn't really matter, oh, right? No, there's two field goals in there. Well, It'd be 42-13. Maybe, to 13, maybe. You know? <laughs> Could be a missed extra point that in was, there. I don't know. That was me, too. I put that in the chat. Somebody asked, Ian asked in the chat, how has Fitz looked in practice? Rock solid. Now, I don't know what that means. Might mean nothing. But it is notable. I mean, the ball is rocketing off his foot. He got in his mind that he wanted to change the way that he approaches the ball with a two-step or a three-step in the offseason, and it's like me trying to be Adam Scott with a swing change. Yeah, don't do it. You don't do it. You got to be you. Swing your swing, Arnold Palmer said, Tom Lang. <laughs> don't you talk about that saint with a laugh. <laughs> there, that man did nothing wrong. Who you ever. are correctly pointing to in his moments. He never choked death. away anything. Oh, never. Hour number two, fourth coming. Stay with.